What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Sense. I'm your host, Kevin Tony. Tapping in for the first episode of 2022. So welcome back. I uh, hope you're having a happy new year so far. It's off to a good start for you and your family. And hope you're well and safe wherever you are. Uh, things are going good here. It's off to a good start. I can't complain. Excited about a few things on the horizon that are coming up here shortly. A new podcast is coming with myself and a, ho- a co-host. I'm excited about that because this is something that's been in the works for several months now. We've been in discussion for it. And we finally ready to kick it off. Uh, I think the first episode is going to be live uh, in a couple of weeks. So just finalizing, you know, the show format and, you know, how we going to hash it out and uh, and we're going to be good to go. So stay tuned for more details on that. Um, I'll be spending time working on that along with this podcast as well. We will continue to grow the listenership for the Uncommon Sense family. So on this show, we basically talk about, uh, you know, how uncommon sense is not, you know, common sense is not common anymore. And we kind of dive into a few things, you know, relative to, you know, what's happening in the news and entertainment, you know, or anything that just happens to be on my mind. So for those of you who took the journey with me last year to tap in and listen, I appreciate you uh, for hanging with me. And uh, we're going to keep the show going, keep it going to keep it moving. And um, hopefully everybody will continue to, you know, support the show. Uh, the new show that's coming, I hope you'll support that. It'll be a different format. I think uh, that that one's going to be a lot a lot of fun. So we'll see. So um, the year's off to a start. And um, man, a lot has happened uh, already in the, the last three weeks, you know, three and a half weeks of January. And um, it really is. You know, where do I where do I start, uh, to be honest? But, you know, what I've been thinking about the most for the last couple of weeks is the new silent majority that's out there. And the new silent majority consists of. Well, let me back up. So during the 2020 election cycle, the silent majority were. Made up of people who were Trump supporters who liked Donald Trump. They like what he said. They like what he talked about. They just didn't want their friends and neighbors and family members to know that they supported Donald Trump. So, you know, outwardly they were against him, but secretly and privately they supported him because they didn't want the backlash. And uh, it showed in the election, you know, the election results came in, no matter how you feel about how the election went, or how it didn't go. Uh, Trump had far more voters in 2020 than he did in 2016. So uh, it's definitely something to be said about the uptick in support that people had for Donald Trump. You know, just from a data numbers perspective, he had way more numbers. I mean, I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 11 million more votes than the previous year. Uh, the previous election cycle, which is unheard of, you know, for any president to be 
you know, reelected to, to have that many more votes in, you know, a reelection year. And so, um, so yeah, that and I think the silent majority were a big part of that group of people that, you know, gave him that 11 million vote bump. And so I've been thinking about fast forward to 2022, the the new silent majority are, you know, are now people who regret voting for Biden. And that's not to say that they feel like they should have voted for Donald Trump, but they probably feel that they made a mistake, that there was another alternative that they probably should have took more time to to scrutinize what Biden was actually planning to to do with America as opposed to focusing solely on it's just not Donald Trump we need to do everything we can to get rid of Donald Trump and I think that is what people are starting to feel now where there's this massive regret this massive buyer's remorse that people are feeling and you know they don't dare express it because you know they they want to they don't want to bump up against the narrative. They don't want to go against the group. And so nobody wants to vocalize how unhappy they are with where the country is. And if, you know, at this point, if you look around and you see what's happening in America and you think that things are just as good or better than they were two years ago or three years ago, then at this point, you're just being willfully ignorant. Um, you know, where COVID is concerned, people are tired of COVID. I just think that by and large, the American population is, you know, we're tired. I know I am, um, the tired of, you know, being force fed COVID in the news cycle nonstop. Like there's nothing else to report about. Uh, we're tired of, you know, the back and forth between vaccine mandates and, you know, politicians and these lawmakers and rule makers who, you know, tell us to do one thing and then they get caught doing the exact opposite. But then there's no pushback from the general public. And I think a lot of it is just people are tired, especially if you look at, you know, the new variants that have come out, you know, more specifically, the most recent variant being Omicron. And so you have data that comes out that shows that, it, you know, every variant that's come out since the alpha variant, which was COVID-19, the first one, has been weaker. You know, Delta was weaker. Uh, Omicron was even weaker than the Delta variant. And, you know, these scientific researchers have said that every variant that comes out subsequently to the alpha variant will they'll all be weaker. And I think that's what's making a lot of people tired uh, of all of this because now the new Omicron variant is out. And it's almost like they don't even report on the previous, var the previous variant. Like, if you get tested and you test positive for COVID now, they don't tell you, oh, you have COVID-19 or you have Delta. They're counting those to Omicron cases. And so it's like, these variants are replacing the previous one. So like the other one's not around anymore. And like, this is the new one. Like it's some new pair of Jordans that come out. Like this is the new hot sneaker from Nike. 
uh, you know, we don't wear those those anymore. We, we, the ones that came out six months ago, we don't wear those anymore. And people are tired of it. People are looking, you know, the, the way the the, you know, COVID has been handled by President Biden, who campaigned on a promise to end the pandemic. And he's he's done the exact opposite. Uh, thankfully, the vaccine mandate for private employers and private businesses was struck down by, you know, the Supreme Court. That was a big win. Um, people are looking around at that and they're tired of it. Inflation, you know, the fact that everything costs more, you know, things cost more now. Uh, you know, inflation is the highest has been in 40 you know, 40 years, I'm 42 years old. Uh, and they said that inflation hasn't been this high since 1982. So, I mean, go figure. People are looking around. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, if you're a Republican, if you're conservative, if you're liberal, if you're on the right, if you're on the left, if you're paying more now for the, you know, the same stuff that you were buying a year ago, two years ago, and you can feel that expense when you look at your bank account. You know, people are tired. People are starting to have questions and they're starting to regret like the direction that this co this country is going in. You have a president that doesn't speak to the public. He doesn't do any press conferences. He does like maybe one every few months. And when he does it, it's a disaster. You know, he's incoherent you know several times his his answers a lot of times don't make sense and I think people are just like really looking at this guy and I think a lot of people in America really feel sorry for President Biden because they know he's physically and mentally you know unfit to do the job so what's the alternative Kamala Harris who is the poster child of diversity hire um if you ever want to know why diversity hires don't work, just ask her. Ask her to tell you how things are going for her in the White House. Not good. She's been on, you know, she she's lost a lot of her staff, have either fired, have been fired or quit because they just don't want to work with her. You know, this is all rumors and information that's coming out of the White House. So it's all allegedly. This is alleged information. But. It's I mean, if you watch one of her interviews, they're they're all hard to watch. I mean, between her and President Biden, it's hard to tell who's worse when it comes to addressing the nation or just speaking in public, period. Um, so people are looking at this and anybody that has half a brain, I don't care, like I said, what your political leanings are. If you can see this, then you understand that something is very wrong with this country. And that's why Biden's poll numbers are where they are. You know, at best, there are polls that have him in the low 40s. At worst, there are polls that have him in the low 30s. I don't even think at his lowest, Donald Trump got to the low 30s. I just don't think he did. So, you know, here we have... You know, all of this information being fostered by, you know, this silent group of people that have just they had enough. They're tired of, you know, paying overpaying for gas, the exact same gas that 
they were putting in their car a year ago, two years ago. They're now overpaying for it. You know, they're tired of overpaying for the same groceries that they bought a year or two, you know, ago. And it's starting to have its effects on the market. I know, you know, me personally, I'm tired of it, you know, but for me, it's the COVID rhetoric is what I'm sick of. And a lot of people on the left that are like popular in liberal circles, they're starting to be vocal about how they're sick of it as well. So there's an implosion that's happening. If you watch and listen, you have, you know, Dr. Fauci is double talking. I even saw a video last week where Dr. Oz came out and said that he wants to debate Dr. Fauci on COVID because he said, quote, Dr. Fauci and the CDC have been diametrically wrong at every turn on how COVID is interpreted. Now, if Dr. Oz is fed up, then, you know, it's bad. If Bill Maher, who is a staunch liberal, is starting to turn on you know, COVID and the president and everything that's happening with cancel culture and this woke culture, if they're tired, they're getting sick of it, then you know it's bad. And these are the people that make up the silent majority. They'll never come out and say anything bad about Biden. At least not yet. They're not, we're not there yet, but I, I think we will be soon. But for now, you know, everyone is keeping to themselves they're keeping it under their hats they don't want to talk about it they might talk about it in private circles but absolutely do they not say it publicly it's a no-no so the new silent I, you know I, this is to the new silent majority if you're listening and you're out there i'm not sure anybody that's on the left listens to what i have to say it's possible but if you are i want you to know it's okay it's all right to feel the way you feel. It's very human of you to realize that things are going bad and this country is in bad shape. And it's okay to be vocal about the fact that you are not happy about what the president has done to this country in just a year. I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear a Build Back Better t-shirt or a Build Back Better hat. Nothing. Nothing to signify that people are happy about Biden the way Trump supporters and people who were happy about you know the direction of the country was you know from 2016 to 2020 nobody you know it was evident people wore it they it was apparel that was like selling like crazy for people to show that we support the president and nobody does that for Biden that's how you know that people are not they're not serious about how they feel about, you know, being excited about what he's done to this country and the, and, and the position that we're in now. And what's what's interesting to me is I was thinking uh, last week and one of the qualities that I think is important is very high on my list for a presidential candidate is somebody that exudes respect or fosters respect from the people around them specifically our enemies you know abroad you know countries that we are in constant conflict with you know countries that 
are always against America. They have these agendas to bring down America. They want to see the collapse of the American society and, you know, whatever. Uh, what I think is important is I think it's important for this country and the president to be viewed by those other countries who are in conflict, in constant conflict with us, it's important for them to view our president as somebody that they should think twice about messing around with. And they just don't think that with Joe Biden. I mean, they watch his press conferences. They listen to the constant mistakes he makes. And they see him as weak. He looks weak and pathetic on TV. And if I'm somebody like Putin or uh, if I'm the Chinese government, you know, if I'm Kim Jong-un, if I'm in North Korea, if I'm, you know, Iraq or Iran, it is a green light for me to do whatever I want to do because I'm not worried about Joe Biden intervening. I'm not worried about him stopping me. Even if he says something, it doesn't matter. I'm not, you know, he's a pushover. And I think that's that's what's happening in America right now. That's that's how America is viewed as being weak. Because I don't understand, I, you know, you got news coming out now that President Biden is thinking about or he's considering sending up to 50,000 troops to, you know, NATO allies in the event that Russia invades Ukraine. So we have two different scenarios happening in, in, in the world stage right now. Russia wants to invade Ukraine so that they can absorb it back into their country and, and, and basically wipe out the country of Ukraine and make it Russia. In the Pacific, you have China, who has been threatening to invade Taiwan because they want the country back. Specifically, they want control of the computer chip industry which is booming you know in Taiwan if you work if you're in Michigan and you work for any of the you know American auto companies for GM you understand that the microchip shortage basically saw a, a, a big decline in new auto um, manufacturing new car um, manufacturing because you couldn't get the chips to go on these cars from, you know, from Taiwan for whatever reason. Imagine if China gets a hold of, you know, if they invade Taiwan and they now control the microchip industry of the world. Imagine what it's going to cost U.S. automakers to get chips now. And imagine how that will affect the sticker price of new cars. You know, so you have... China wanting, you know, threatening to invade Taiwan and take it over. Russia threatening to invade Ukraine and take it over. And I think it's just these guys, Putin, uh, Xi Jinping, however you say his name, the Chinese government. They knew that they couldn't have tried this stuff with Donald Trump because whatever you thought about him, it didn't matter what you thought about what kind of person he was. You had to know that the country was safe and nobody respects Biden. So now you have all of these countries that are our enemies. They all feeling froggy. And we have two countries that look like they're about to leap and put us into conflict in the Pacific and 
uh, in the in the eastern Eastern Europe. So, to me, that's a big quality. Uh, a, a presidential candidate that commands respect from our enemies, the way Donald Trump did. They knew that they couldn't pull him, pull the stunts that they're pulling now. They're happy that Biden is in office because now they can get back to doing what they want to do. So, I don't think I think we would be caught with our pants down if if Russia invades Ukraine and the U.S. gets involved. And while we're tied up in Ukraine trying to defend one of our allies, China says, "Okay, well, America's busy." They're occupied with, you know, Russia and the Ukraine. Now's a good time to invade Taiwan because America's caught with their pants down and, and, you know, we have the edge. It would be bad, like really bad for America to be spread thin uh, on both these fronts. So I think that people are watching the news. They're seeing this stuff. They're seeing the exposure of corporate media like CNN and MSNBC, how they constantly run these stories and start to contradict each other. They are now starting to run stories, you know, to show that they're frustrated. You know, even CNN is, you know, making reports about, you know, misinformation from the CDC and kind of bumping up against Dr. Fauci. Everybody's tired and I think everybody feels like we made a mistake and that mistake was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So the silent majority, I know you're out there. I want you to know that it's okay. I understand your pain. You know, over almost 11 million Americans understand your pain that voted for Donald Trump that were the silent majority of people who didn't want their neighbors and friends and family members to know that they supported Donald Trump they knew whatever he was doing was better than the alternative and you know it just it's just something to be said about where we are in this country I think that it's going to say a lot this is a this is an election year everybody's anticipating this red tsunami of you know Republicans and conservatives to win all of these house seats and senate seats which is very likely because people are so tired of what's happening. They're tired of woke culture. They're tired of Democrats, you know, controlling everything. And the narrative is all about woke stuff and COVID and mandates and making people wear masks where, you know, data is consistently coming out to show that it's not effective. You know, the the anti-health uh, narrative or the anti get fit narrative where people are being, you know, aren't being encouraged to get themselves healthy. It's a lot to be said about that. You know, I felt like I feel like uh, the last two years, it should have been a major boom for the fitness industry. And for the health food industry to tell people, hey, get in shape. You know, take care of your health, build up your immune system, uh, eat better, you know, cut out some, you know, bad habits, uh, you know, unhealthy habits, maybe quit smoking, you know, 
they said they just admitted a couple of weeks ago that 75 percent of people that died with covid had at minimum four comorbidities that's major if they had reported that in the beginning i think the perception of covid would have been drastically different in america i think the fear would have been taken out of it uh for people that don't have comorbidities you know even people that do have comorbidities they may have taken steps to even try to get healthier than they already were while they're managing whatever that you know disease or illness that they have um this could have been a serious you know jump for the fitness and health food industry and instead it was a jump and a spike for the pharmaceutical industry because we focused on the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. I listened to Dr. Peter McCullough's interview on the Joe Rogan show, and he said something that was like, you know, to me, it was jaw dropping because it was he was right on. But he talked about how, you know, throughout the pandemic, no one has asked the question, why do all roads lead to the vaccine? where COVID is concerned. And he said, it doesn't matter what vaccine you get, whether it's Johnson and Johnson, Moderna or Pfizer, just get the vaccine. Why was that the only solution? And nobody questioned what other, you know, therapies or therapeutics were out there. It was all about, you can't talk about this treatment or that treatment, even, you know, some treatments that were, uh, you know, approved by the FDA. You couldn't talk about that. It was stay on message, stick to the vaccine, the vaccine, the vaccine. There's even a pill that Pfizer is was just they're in the process of getting approved by the FDA. It's a pill that you can take that, you know, studies show that there was 100 percent efficacy against covid. They're still not hyping that up because they want you to get the vaccine. And that's troubling to me. You know, and I don't if if somebody wants the vaccine, fine. I mean, I've said it before on this show. I'm not against anybody who wants to make a choice for themselves because they think it's going to protect them medically, physically. That's fine. But people need to equally be OK with those who choose the other end of the spectrum to not make that choice for themselves and they want to you know what it's a wait and see mentality let me see what happens with the vaccine let me kind of see what the results are let me see what the effects are and those people are just castigated and vilified as you know you're trying to kill people and it's just not true and i think it's falling apart i really think that that narrative is falling apart thanks to the silent majority People are starting to think differently about it. So um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here to support the silent majority. I am because I know that they need supporting. It's a difficult time for them. They're having, you know, some conflict in their mind, you know, about how they feel. And I think that's to be respected and appreciated. So this episode goes out to you, the silent majority, wherever you are. If you're listening, I know you're there. It's okay. It really is okay. So uh, we keep it going. We'll keep it moving. We'll keep things flowing here. Uh, the Uncommon Sense family. 
where common sense is just not common. If you have questions or you want to get feedback or reach out to me, you can send me an email at uncommonsensewithkt at gmail.com. I hope you'll continue to listen. And if nothing else, stay safe where you are. Stay vigilant. And uh, shout out to the silent majority again. Bless you, everybody. Till next time.